So today I would like to do something different than we usually do. Uh, not a standard techo. I'd like us to examine the aspect of karma in our practice and its relationship with cultivation of spiritual practice or spiritual maturation. So we'll do it in a format that's called mondo, practice-based discussion that is meant to revolve the Dharma and, and to deepen our understanding of how to apply it. And to do that in a way of a genuine expression. Whether it's a, a question, a comment, a sharing, right? all for the, for the purpose of dropping away all the extras, all the pretense, all the layers, and allowing, in a way, allowing the Dharma to express itself through us. So karma is, is an essential aspect of Buddhist teachings simply because it's an essential aspect of our lives as human beings, or the life of our environment, everything around us, and as in the case of all Buddhist teachings, the imperative is to study things the way they are and to merge with what is so we can live well and function together in, in a way that lessens the harm that we create and promotes healing in a small and large scale. The word itself, the word karma, means action which in terms of our existence as human beings means the law of causation. All things are interrelated, interconnected. Nothing exists in a vacuum. And because of that, everything affects everything. Past, present, future. Also present to present moment by moment. Which means that everything that happened up to this point is affecting what's happening at this point. And everything that's going on right now will have effect or will affect what will happen later. And karma is not a system of reward and punishment as sometimes it appears to be. And although we experience in our lives as fortune and pain, karma is not personal and it's not against or for anything. It's not personal, yet it is deeply affecting every aspect of our lives. You may remember Bodhidharma uh, talking about karma, and he said, individuals create karma, karma does not create individuals. That's a clear and sobering statement. Individuals create karma. We create karma through our thoughts, words, actions. But it does not create an individual, which means it does not create separate existence or the one who is rewarded or punished by things that happen, or by things that have been done to, or things that I have done. Karma does not create me, yet I can perpetuate the same mechanisms or the same karma if I don't pay attention. And if I keep, if I don't pay attention, that I then I remain on the same trajectory that led me to this point. Which means I will keep doing the same things, think the same way, act the same way, hope that things will be different.
And the fact that we are here, the fact that we have encountered the, the Dharma and practice with the Sangha actually means that at some point in the past, we've had some level of realization. We have done things. We lived well, in a way. And we have made wholesome choices and have changed the trajectory to some degree of our karma. If we, if we didn't, we would not feel affinity with the, with the Dharma. We would not feel affinity with the practice. But this does not mean that we don't encounter residual effects of past harmful karma. And so we have to watch or be careful how we practice, how we perceive it. Keep the finger on the pulse. And then make sure that we don't veer off that trajectory. Or another way to say that, how do we work with Mara? How do we work with our own patterns of Thoughts and action. Thoughts, words, action. So for this discussion, I want to bring up three quotes from our tradition. From, first from Bodhidharma, then one from Kweishan, another one from the Avatamsaka Sutra. Bodhidharma said, when those who search for the path encounter adversity, they should think to themselves, in countless ages gone by, I've turned from the essential to the trivial and wandered through all manner of existence, often angry without cause and guilty of numberless transgressions. Now, though I do no wrong, I am punished by my past. Neither God nor man can foresee when an evil deed will bear its fruit. I accept it with an open heart and without complaint of injustice. The sutras say, when you meet with adversity, do not be upset because it makes sense. It makes sense because karma makes sense. With such understanding, you are in harmony with reason, and by suffering injustice, you enter the path. We can also say that by understanding the way karma operates, we can learn to take it in stride, take it as it is, and remain on the path even when life get stormy, and things seem to be unfair or repetitive. And Kweishan said, if a person is truly enlightened and has, and has realized the fundamental and is aware of it experientially, this person is actually no longer tied to the poles of cultivation and non-cultivation of practice. But ordinarily, even though the original mind has been awakened, there still remains the inertia of habit formed since the beginning of time, which cannot be totally eliminated at a stroke. This person must be taught to completely cut off the stream of habitual ideas and views caused by the still operating karmas. This process of purification is considered cultivation. And Kweishan is reminding us that even after having true and verified realization, old habits remain and we still have to work with karma, with residual effects. But it's a different level of proficiency of knowing how to work with residual effects. As Bodhidharma said, do not be upset because it makes sense. To understand the process does not mean to be free of experiencing residual effects. And also in that, to know Mara is to not be afraid of Mara. To know that Mara keeps, will keep coming back in different ways, different disguises, is to know that that's what's going to happen. It's going to keep happening. 
this level of proficiency reminds me of Osense, the founder of Aikido, when he was asked by a student, Osense, how come you never lose your balance? And he looked at him and he said, I always lose my balance. I just regain it so fast you don't see it. So to recognize, right, to, to, to stay on the path and to recognize the forces that try to destabilize us, but to be so aware or more aware, more and more and more aware that we see it for what it is and choose to remain on the path rather than expect to have no more destabilizing voices or old patterns. And in the Avatamsaka Sutra, it is said, the Buddhakaya fills the whole Dharma Dhatu, which is the sphere of reality, manifesting itself universally to all beings. It responds to their every wish and need according to their karmas, while at the same time never leaving the body seat. And this is a very important point. This paragraph is raising a very important point. So the working of karmas, a harmful ignorance, and the wisdom that comes with realization, all of it happens within the vast and empty sky. We get lost and we find our way within, while never leaving the body seat. Ignorance and realization happen right here, right now. So Buddhism speaks of three kinds of karma. Karma with immediate consequences, which is maybe easy to see. Karma with delayed consequences, maybe not just now, but later on, and maybe I can look back and say, oh, because I did this, now I have to deal with that. And the third one, karma with consequences that are never seen to us. And it means that our current circumstances are a result of some past actions and decisions we are aware of, right? That's the easy one. And many that we will never be aware of even if we work on it, even if we try. So some we can be aware of, some, actually most, we cannot. Our, our jobs, our relationships, financial state, the house we live in, the way we think, the way we behave, all of it is related and connected to what happened up to this point, and most of it is going to remain unknown, meaning the reasons remain unknown. So what do we do with that? And this is why we chant, releasing all harmful karmas ever created by me since of old. Since of old. What does that mean, since of old? Before. I was born. On account of my beginningless greed, anger, and ignorance, born of my conduct, speech, and thought, now I return to oneness. So both are recognized in practice. The fact that There are streams in us that are operating and will keep operating. And the decision to return to oneness, to the place of no beginning and no end, which is right here. So how do we understand karma as practitioners? What does it mean? What does it mean for you, for each one of you, personally? How do you think you encounter karma? What do you do with it? Are we doomed by the chain of karma for the rest of our lives? 
because things happen a certain way. If I explain my state of mind, my state of being, or my fortune or, mis- or misfortune, if I explain that by looking back and saying, well, because this happened, now I am stuck, for example, then in a way I'm saying that I will never, I can never free myself because I am this way because of what happened before. And because I cannot go back and change what happened before, therefore I cannot change what's happening now. Then I am remaining on the same trajectory. And I'm giving permission to what happened before to hold me back today. So, I want to open it up and see where you're at with this. What do you feel about that? What do you find yourself, personally? Does it hold you back? And if it does, how? Go ahead. Yes. Well, you mentioned the word alignment, <clears throat> alignment with, right? And if I don't pay attention, I am in alignment with the karma, right? That's just what happens. Because of what happened before, I am acting and thinking and speaking in a certain way. And I am tethered to that. I'm, I'm attached to that because that's, those are the forces that operate in me, Right? So to choose to be in alignment with what is, what does that mean? Um, what do you mean what that means? The, the natural law of everything? No, to choose to be in alignment with this, right now. So, okay, in a way, let me ask it differently. We open our eyes, we look around. What do we see? In terms of karma, in terms of karmic forces or habits, habitual way of things, seeing things, right? Or habitual way of being taught to see things, right? What am, what am I seeing? Am I seeing what's going on? Right, so the alignment, the point of alignment is if I am not paying attention, right, if I am not bringing myself back to this, right, I am seeing what I already, what's already embedded, what's already there, right, and then I maybe, it looks like I'm looking at something, but I'm not. I'm actually looking at what I think about what I'm looking at. And what I think about what I'm looking at is repetitive, is comic in its nature. Right? It may be comforting, and I may be convinced that that's what I'm seeing or hearing. But how often does it happen that we hear something? It's like, I know what I hear. And then, you know, maybe we ask a few more questions, but, well, maybe I was wrong. I thought I knew what I'm hearing. Right? So in a way, we, we learn it from our own experiences. Right? So to be in alignment with this, is to put aside, not to switch off, because it's operating, as Kweshan was saying, it's still going to operate in the background, 
But to put, it, to put the attention on what's going on rather than on what I think about what's going on. And it's a challenge. It's a challenge because there is the familiar. Um, it has very strong power over us. And then there is the new, which I have never encountered before. And that's, in a way, the choice. What am I aligned with? What I know or what's going on? That's a challenge of practice. In a way, to choose life. Right? To choose life over, over me. That's merging. When I choose life over me, I am verified by, as Dogen said, by what's going on. Not being over or under anything. No, because that's verifying who you really are. Because you merged for a moment. Over and over and over and over again, which is practice. Yeah, but again, the question is, you know, how do we feel? I mean, and, and, you know, to be truthful with this, karma, the way karma appears often feels as if we're doomed, as if we can't do anything, as if, well, here it is again. I thought I'm done with this. I thought I freed myself years ago. But why am I experiencing this again? Right? I thought I'm done with it. So what changes? What can change? If the patterns keep reappearing again and again, what are we to do? What can change? You want to say something? (laughs) You're going to have to say something now. (laughs) So, um, let's see, I just had something here. Well, you could recognize it faster. And so at the moment today, I am really caught in it. Mm-hmm. However, I'm remembering that I've been working with the possibility that at the same time, the mental, emotional crap is happening that I could cultivate or that it might be possible to experience an alternative at the same time. Mm-hmm. Does this make any sense? Very much so. And that that could be like a counterweight and show a different possibility Since in truth, I don't know what's real. I don't know if this stuck karmic pattern is real, and I don't know if this uh, freer pattern is real. I could, but it seems more beneficial. Well, it's all happening within the same vast reality. No beginning, no end, right? That's what... It's all happening within consciousness. Right. Okay, so... Right, and we don't have to necessarily go into that, right? We can just bring the attention back to this. The point you're raising, or what you're trying to say, is that you're getting better at recognizing it. You're getting better at seeing it, right? So, Kyoto was saying too, you know, so I can get better and better at recognizing So, I'm not surprised, as Bodhidharma was saying, right? So, you know, do not be caught up by surprise, because it makes sense. It makes sense that I'm going to experience this because of some things that I know of that happened, that I was exposed to, whether it's family, right? Whether it's my upbringing. So it makes sense that I'm going to feel really bad about myself, for example, right? Of course, I'm going to feel this way. But so what? Right? I feel this way, yet 
There is that, and there is what's going on right now. And what happens when I bring my attention to what's going on right now? Right? While there is the feeling of, you know, feeling bad about myself or feeling discouraged or lonely or sad or whatever is going on at that time. Right? Whatever feelings that, that I personally experience that keep coming back or feeling disconnected, for example which is, I think, common in, in, in our society, right? feeling disconnected, detached from others, right? Not knowing maybe how to communicate or how to merge. All this is hap- awkwardness, right? All this is happening. And at the same time, I can do something different. To even see the possibility that I can do something different. I can sometimes. still... Yes, sometimes, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why it's practice, right? Right. But then to do that again and again, mm-hmm. right? And the sometimes become more times. Mm-hmm. Which is really what, what I want to look at. You know, how do we keep cultivating our practice while we are pulled, in a way, pulled back mm-hmm. by those patterns? That Because, you know, it can actually rob you of your practice, right? It can rob us of our practice. You know what? I've been doing it for a while. This is not working for me anymore because I still experience this after, you know, three years, five years, ten years, twenty years. It must be because the path is not for me or it's not working for me. And people actually do quit because of that. Or, or move on to a different path. But it doesn't matter. Wherever we go, we're going to find the same exact patterns. Right. Because it's not about a path. A path is a way, it's a mirror for us to see ourselves and to work with ourselves. Right? So for that matter, it doesn't matter which path you're on. Stick with it. Take it to the hill. Take it to the max. Use it well. I'm sorry, you were going to say something, or you were going to say something? Uh, I just, it becomes difficult to go into the pain of that pattern. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I think, what, what makes us do the same things over and over right. again, is that the pain of that pattern is to get it to the scar. Yeah. Or an open wound. Actually, open wounds is didn't even scar up, you know? And, and we keep digging and digging and digging, and it's just... Yeah. <coughs> And what happens when we open up to the pain? Well, I can't, I mean, it's an individual response, right? But it's usually a reaction. It's usually um, a release of something. When you turn towards another way from, mm-hmm. right? When you recognize there is pain, and I'm attributing that pain maybe to a specific time, a situation or time in my life, right? But here is the thing. I'm saying this is because of that, but this is why I want to look at the three kinds of karma, the way it manifests, right? Some, some karma is a residual from way before that. So I cannot, I'm, I, I'm saying I'm pointing my finger to this situation or that time, but that's uh, not really the right way to see that. Because things are interconnected. So it's not necessarily that at that time, if this did not happen, I would not feel this way. I don't know, actually. I don't know. And not knowing is, is, is a huge part in this. We don't know. So what do we know? Or, or what do we work with? What are we left to work with? Since I cannot work with what was, you know, mostly because I don't know, and partially because... It doesn't matter because nothing I can do about that. Right? So either way, there's nothing I can do about that. But there's a lot I can do about this. Which means there's a lot I can do about the way karma manifests in me now. Everything comes down to that. And the recognition 
is, of course, the most important thing, right? First, I recognize, so I'm not surprised. Don't be upset, right? As, as body. Go ahead. So you're saying because it's a, because it's a repeated pattern, you can work with it now. In a way, it gives you an advantage, because you know. Right? You know yourself. You know this is not new. You know that this, you have experienced that in the past, in your, in your, in your own lifetime. Right? You know this is not a new thing. I've seen it before. I've, I've felt it before. That gives you an advantage. In, in my case, you know, you know that experience I had when I was in, I don't know if you can look at the whole story, but you know, the experience I had in kindergarten. Right. Right. And how do you heal from something that somebody, some cruel thing that somebody did something to you? How do you heal from that? What do you give to it to allow it control over you? So how do you do the validation? How do you do the verification then? So if something is being verified, right? Yes. To study the ways, to study the self, to study the self is to forget the self, to forget that, not to deny, but to put it aside, and then to move on to being verified by what's going on. If you're verified by what's going on, you don't need to be verified by what was. You verify it by what is. And what is, is in a way, while karma is operating, is free of what was. So it's, it's a reconciliation. It's seeing that although it seems to have total power, in reality, it doesn't. But it does have a residual effect. It does have residual effect. That's why... Uh, you know, the, the statement, Pai Chang's statement, you know, an enlightened person does not ignore causation. The question was, is a realized person free of causation, of karma? And the answer was, a realized person does not ignore karma. Do not ignore it. I think, I think a lot of people try to... <coughs> to what? Counter. Yes. Right, then resistance, right. Mm -hmm. right. Uh, you were going to say something about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, for, for me, I think it, it kind of shows up. Um, and I'm, I'm much more aware of karma now than I, than I used to be. Um, I, the first question that I would ask when I was going through a difficult situation is, why did I do that? I was so terrible that I have to pay for this now, right? Right. <laughs> so I was like, what did I do so terrible right. that I have to be going through this? Um, I made the, like, the connection that sometimes um, I'm experiencing karma and, uh, from the choices that I made. Um, maybe I didn't make the best choices and I didn't think things through very clearly. And sometimes I am at the effect of somebody else's choices. Yeah. And the way that somebody else decided to, to uh, uh, you know, live their life or, or make a choice that I was totally... Uh, I'm not in control of. So what, I, what helped me is to realize is that was this my choice? Is this the karma that I created? Because if I created this karma, you know, I have to work with it, right? I have to, you know, acknowledge that, that it was not the best choice. Well, either way you have to work with yeah, it. I'm going to work with it. Yes. Whether, whether the, the separation you're making, the distinction you're making is not so clear cut. No, but it, it kind of helps me in the fact that if it's something that I didn't cause, right? So why should I attach to, to you know, what I'm experiencing? Right. I have to let it go because I didn't create this, you know. I, somebody else created it. I just have to work with what I have and move forward, right? And try to make better choices moving forward so that I don't have to experience karma as much. 
one of my biggest thing was uh, change. Change. When I was growing up, I, I changed. I moved around a lot, which caused me now to want to make connections with people because of having to detach from them and letting them go. Right. And I've got a job that now that I'm constantly, constantly having to deal with change. I'm like, you know, I'm not comfortable with change and I'm always resisting and every time something yeah. came into my life where I had to change, I would just become very nervous, very frustrated. And I'm like, why do I have to experience constant change? Yeah. And then I re when I realized that change is inevitable every day, every time, I'm constantly gonna have to work with and deal with change because that's part of life. And when I realized that, that I, I, I have to detach from the idea that change is not going to happen because I'm dealing with it on a regular basis. Or that change is bad. Oh, that change is bad. It's not bad. Change is not bad. Change actually, when I, I realize that when I'm outside of my comfort zone, when I, be, when I get very comfortable, I get bored and I, I become stagnant and I'm not growing. And when I'm forced to do things that I'm not comfortable with, even though I don't like it, I, that's when I, I have my little growth spurts. And so I was like, okay, you know, I have to, I have to accept it. Yeah. And I have to work with that. My discomfort of change. You know, you, you remember a few weeks ago I was talking about, uh, I forget which talk it was, but to, I, I mentioned to do things out of character. In order to change, we have to do things out of character. Mm -hmm. Because if I do things within the character, then I am staying on the same trajectory of the karma, right? Nothing is going to change. All the things are changing. I am holding on to staying on this path, in this, on this track. But to do things out of character means to be uncomfortable. It's going to result in being uncomfortable, right? So the idea is feel comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Right, exactly. Right, to be okay, well, to bring an okay too. Yeah, it's okay, even if I'm uncomfortable, it's okay. So then you, you change the parameters by which you um, examine reality, right? It's like, well, you know, it's uncomfortable, I'm not going to do it, right? And then you, if you put that aside, it's uncomfortable, I'm still going to do it. And it cha that changes everything, right, already, because you are not operating by habits. The habit is telling you don't do that. And you're saying, I'm going to do that. So you don't listen to the habit. When you don't listen to the habit, you don't nurture and feed it. Right? You don't feed it. It loses power over you. Back to what Myogen was saying, right? It loses power over you. But the other way too. When you do listen to it, you do nurture it. You feed it. And it perpetuates itself. Or you perpetuate. Right? So, but also to not wait. I think the important thing is to not wait until those forces will no longer operate in me. Because that's not happening. That's why Kweishan was saying, the, the, the inertia, and this is a very clear way of saying, he said, there still remains the inertia of habit formed since the beginning of time. And that, this is why I said the distinction you, you, you're making is not, very, is not very clear, right? Since the beginning of time. Well, then, <laughs> how can you even work with that, right? So, well, I don't even know what I've done. See, I can't work with that, but I can't work with the choices I make now. Yes. Right. I can listen to it or teach myself through practice, right? Through diligence, right? And, and commitment to take different steps rather than repeat the same steps over and over again. And okay, I, want, I want something different to happen. Not gonna happen. That's why I say insanity. Insanity is uh, doing the same doing thing. The same yeah. thing over and over and expecting different results. Right? It's, it's you know it's not gonna change. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I agree. It's like we refuse to learn from our experiences, even though I think I think even the harmful experiences we can learn from, and I think it's important not to let it go until we've learned something from it. I think that's what it's about. Um, whether or not it was something that was harmful to us or if we did something harmful to somebody else, if we don't learn from that moment, then we can't get through it. And we keep repeating it because it's things 
Yeah, and I mean, we have to recognize that, you know, while, even while we are trying very hard to work on it, to become, to be more disciplined about it, you know, there will be days, there will be times, moments that we, it will take over, the patterns will take over, and they will knock us down, and we will fall on our face and feel discouraged. There will be times that we feel discouraged. There are times we feel discouraged. And in a way, it, it, it creates, it puts blinders on and we cannot see beyond that pain that you're talking about. We cannot see, we cannot feel beyond that. So how do we expand? That's the point of cultivation of practice. How do we, yes, thank you. That's no, no, okay. Um, I think also what you said is karma can go back, goes back until the end of time. It, it's not that it's, respond to now and not treat meeting it with this is bad or good and I think the, the second quote that you used for me personally anyways is, is hugely important the one with the individual and, and karma and yeah. the, the kind of the relationship there I know from my personal experiences spending a lot of time allowing myself to be defined by, by trauma by bad habits yeah. by I am now is the accumulation of everything that happened prior, but then giving a special privilege to one incident defines the way I respond to every single moment. Yeah. Thereforth, and releasing its ability to define it, it's I can't. I don't know if I'll ever release its power over me. But you said something very important: allowing myself to be defined. Yeah. Forget by. Just that. I am allowing myself to be defined. Well, can I work with that? Can I maybe back away from that and keep myself undefined? And that's important because I feel like, it, like you said, from my own experiences with my own um, hang-ups and things of that nature, that when I've allowed myself to be defined, it limits my ability to respond to what is in yeah. So now the answers are limited by how I see myself. Uh, I can only do so much as opposed to if I take that off the table, now suddenly my ability to just, to, my ability to merge is, is opened up. My ability to respond to the moment is greatly uh, inhibited by obeying habits mm -hmm. or by, by allowing myself to uh, be defined. Right? So, and it's very true that we do feel defined by what I am uh, a result of the sum of everything that happened to me up to this point, all the details that happened up to this point. Well, I am the product of that. Well, I'm the product of my karma. Right? That's common. Yeah. And it's actually, it's common because it's what we experience. It's not we make it up. It's what we feel. Mm -hmm. We feel the weight, the burden of karma. Yeah. I think that, what is that? I don't know if it 100% applies here, but it's that if you don't like the way the game is playing, play another game kind of thing. Or play no games. Or play no games, yeah. Right? Because games have rules. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and karma, karma is very, is, is structured in a way. Right, it's it's structured. It's a it's a, it's a recipe that goes on. Right, so this happened, this happened, this happened, and this is happening because of that, and 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 this is not saying that you should just ignore it or pretend it's not happening or find a way to defy the law of karma. <laughs> you can't. I mean, you know, this is it. This is uh, 
right? The, the most fundamental law of our lives, right? What we encounter. And again, and the thing with that is it doesn't create a person, right? So individual, we create karma, but it doesn't create us. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, again, a clear statement, right? Karma is, we create karma, but it doesn't create us, so I am not defined by that. Yet, I have no choice but to deal with it. So that's why he was saying that although right now you are on the path, you're practicing, maybe you're aware, and right now you're not creating things, harmful uh, patterns, right? But it doesn't free you from dealing with what happened before and is resulting now, right? So what happened before through your own actions or past actions? That's why we chant, you know, beginning less time, since, since of old. So then how do you use practice? And we, we have to finish with that. But, you know, how do we use, uh, not, not to answer it, but to look at practice. Am I using the practice well, all aspects of practice, to bring my attention as much as possible to this, right? And then while it is playing in the background, you know, so when we sit in zazen, right? Take zazen. You sit and you te- we teach ourselves, right? This is what we do. We teach ourselves to be here, right, and to experience your life, your being, right, as is, while thoughts come and go, memories come and go, emotions come and go, sensations, they come and go. What do you teach yourself? To stick around. To not follow after thoughts and emotions, right? To not believe them to be true and close our eyes and go with it. That's the practice, right? Go ahead. Yeah. And I think for four days I sat there and I cried. Yeah. And it just released so much yeah. of what was going on 
that I was holding on to it. Yeah. And it's like I'm feeling the knife. Yeah. And I mentioned to him it was the next time you wash the onion before you but killing an onion, killing an onion, right. and it just releases and releases and releases layers until you get kind of as close as you can to the core. Did I get to the core? No, I'm sure there's more layers on that onion that I still need to peel off, but I'm working on it. Yeah, but again, you know, that peeling, you know, we talk about that analogy of peeling off, right? But at the same time, this is why we have to, you know, that uh, Avatamsaka Sutra quote, where all this is happening while never, ever leaving the body seat, right? So we're not going anywhere. And being encouraged and discouraged happen within while sitting on the body seat, while never, ever not being a Buddha. That's not in question. But because we raise questions, we look for answers. And then we, we actually, you know, we get, right, we, we, in a way, we think that we are not sitting on the body seat. We think we are removed from that. And that's what we express. So, in a way, genuine expression, to look at this, way, genuine or wholesome expression is that recognition that Buddhahood is not in question. Right? So if I, if I express, if we express from there, then the karma has less power. Right? Never leaving the body seat. So, do you want to say something? Okay. Is that good for now? Okay. Thank you. <laughs>